0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, the doubled up. The doubled up, the doubled up, the doubled up, the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go.
1: Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt, and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate?
0: The cult doesn't allow podcasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate. So, right, explain what happened, because as I said, I informed our listeners last week that you decided that modern society wasn't for you anymore and you'd gone up to join a cult in the Scottish mountains. Did did that not work out? What happened?
0: Well, weirdly, what actually happened was I was walking down the street, um, ready to take some lovely pictures of my shoes, and um, somebody in a balaclava, a black fluffy jacket with his ankles out, shoved me in the back of a car. And next thing I know, I'm in the highlands of Scotland having to fight my way back. So um, (laughs) I think it might have been more of a kidnapping rather than me accepting a new lifestyle. Um, Uh, So yes, Um, how specific? The person
1: had their ankles out, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, ankles way out. Trousers were basically up by his knees, like it was absolute madness. Um, But weirdly, was wearing a balaclava and a beanie. It was an odd combination. And a beanie. Well, sometimes people's heads get cold.
1: Sometimes it yeah. was heads get cold. Clearly, um, well, I'm I'm happy to have you back, regardless, mate. Whether whether it was joining a cult or whether it was a kidnapping, I'm happy to have you back. Uh, did Did you enjoy listening to last week's episode? Seen as uh, <laughs> I, I took it upon myself to do the whole shebang, prep, <clears throat> record edit shout out to cap as well by the way because of course it wasn't a one-man show cap yeah. absolutely smashed it as he always does whenever he's on the podcast but ha- ha- did you enjoy listening that's the first episode that we've ever done that you have literally had no inkling about whatsoever
0: yeah yeah um yeah it, it was it was a good lesson to be fair because i know we've had episodes where i wasn't involved but i still did edit it and yeah. then it, it's gone out but no it was um yeah it was a good listen um I enjoyed, enjoyed the question and uh, the funky bedtime time. Um, I did enjoy that because listening, it was kind of all the stuff that I already knew just being put out there into the public. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a quite entertaining listen. Um, and yes, calf with his wise words as always. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's um, it's good. Uh, it's good to kind of, yeah, be on the other side. At, le- at least I know we... Well, in my opinion, we put out a reasonably enjoyable podcast
1: <laughs> yeah we 're semi entertaining we 're semi
0: entertaining
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that 's something to say well I'm, like i said i 'm happy that you're back mate for the for uh, the listeners um, you weren 't actually kidnapped or um, no. inducted into a cult. you uh, had to go to a wedding, so that was a much more reasonable but it 's also a boring thing yes. to say, right for someone that can 't make it on a podcast scott couldn't make it because he went to a wedding so um i thought i'd just add a little bit of drama to the mix um which was fun because we did actually have people reach out to say is scott actually (laughs) no longer on the podcast is he
0: gone (laughs) at at least people care (laughs) at least they care
1: (laughs) exactly exactly well we'll jump straight back into usual programming mate and uh we have some latest pickups uh we actually have a um after we
0: said there was going to be none there seemingly has been a few (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um this always happens with us though doesn't it like we turn around and say i'm not gonna buy that i'm not gonna buy that and then usually one of us accidentally slips and purchases something on release day. We actually have a bit of a unique latest pickup because your latest pickup arrived today. You've been busy with work, so you haven't even managed to look at this shoe. You know what it is, but you haven't uh, opened it and and, and you haven't unboxed the shoe at all. So we are doing a non-visual, (laughs) semi-live unboxing because technically Scott would have unboxed this shoe four days before the podcast comes out, so this is the world's <laughs> first ever audio-only semi-live unboxing. So, Scott, what are we semi-live unboxing today?
0: Um, well, hopefully, we're semi-live unboxing the big bubble because <laughs> I, I don't know what's in the box, um, and the fact it's come from size, the fact it's actually in a box is that's quite miracle. Frankly, that that that's a good that's a good sign. Um, however, what was quite entertaining is. I went through the process of, as we all do, of a shoebox-sized package arriving at the doorstep, and my other half going, what are these? What have you bought? Now, Uh just to explain, we were at a wedding at the weekend, and as is at weddings, there's quite a lot of alcohol. Now, this shoe was released on the Sunday, and the wedding was the Saturday night, And I was scrolling down my phone, just kind of in the middle, and that shoe was everywhere. All I saw on my Instagram feed was just big bubble after big bubble after big bubble. And um, very peered over my shoulder, rather intoxicated, and went, they're nice. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, they are nice. I I would like them, but I'm not that fussed. You should buy a pair. Sorry? Oh, no. The only thing is, they arrived, and I... She said, "What? What have you bought?" And I said, "Well, the pair you told me to buy. I didn't tell you to buy a pair. I said I think someone's forgotten." <laughs> to which then I had to go back and explain. To which she went, "Oh shit, did it?" Yeah, along with you saying many other things that Uh-oh. I won't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> that you were kind of clearly off your tits, and um, yeah. So these shoes have arrived, and now she's gone. Oh. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I hope you're going to sell a pair to fund them, which I I probably will. Um, I've got a few kind of I'd probably do for a little bit of a clear-out. But, yes, Um, so it's quite <laughs> entertaining the fact that this pair has arrived. I was about to get a bollocking until she realised that, actually, well, she can't remember if she did say this or not. I you could, could be, be making, making it all up. up. Yeah. I, I'm not. She <laughs> did digitally say it because it wasn't going to be worth the bollocking if she didn't say no, it. No, 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 no. But, um, yeah, so, hopefully in amongst all of this is it's a really small cardboard box so i'm i said to matt off air that i'm slightly concerned that these aren't even my size
1: i mean based on the last <laughs> pair of shoes that you bought it, it could I happen say,
0: that did happen it did happen um no they are, an 11. Hey. they are an 11 i will say this is a really nice box
1: yeah it looks a bit funky doesn't a, it
0: this is a very nice box i like the yeah i like the uh, the translucent panels and it just it's just cool yeah, I'll give it that. Props for the box. I like a, I like a different box. We've said this before. I like a different box. And I feel like they've been doing that quite a bit recently with their shoes. I think they've been putting the extra effort into the boxes.
1: Uh, but by they, do you mean Nike or do you mean just brands in general? No, <laughs> Nike. Like, Nike. They, yeah. They've
0: been making new boxes.
1: Nike. Nike. Yeah, oh, okay, Adi- Nike. I,
0: don't, I don't think Adidas really have. Um, they've either had the white slide box, haven't they, or kind of the blue box.
1: Yeah, that's their um, kind of standard go-to, isn't it?
0: But I think, yeah, obviously we've had lots of different Jordan boxes recently, depending on the colourway. I'm just looking here, and like from last year, we've got different Air Max boxes, Concepts, Travis, Patter. So, yeah, I think, yeah, this is a good box. Um, also, this is really silly, but I really like the striped paper that comes with the... Yeah,
1: nice little touch. I do like it.
0: I will... I mean, the colourway is beautiful, in not it? It is a really good colourway. The, the one thing with this is and it's the one thing that kind of I know we disagreed over this shoe, like where I put it as the double up and you're like I don't like it because of the big kind of ass on it, essentially. Yep. But it's that one shoe that both of us have said, like, it we both had it in our hands and yeah. never, never got.
1: It has got a th- little bit of history for the Double up podcast. Again, we've said this not only on our podcast, but we've said about it in Kicks We Trust and other kind of shows as well now, where like both of us early on in our kind of, I wouldn't even say sneaker careers, because I think at this point, we didn't even understand that this was once going to, like it was going to become what it has become in the future. But um, yeah, both of us walked into a shop, picked up the Anniversary Reds and went, nah, I'll buy something else. Uh so yeah it is a shoe that has a kind of eluded both of us. Um while I'm kind of telling this story that listeners that have been listening for a long time would have heard before, um Scott is basically I'm kind of really getting an insight into you like getting a new pair of shoes because he's holding them up in all sorts of funny angles it, to make sure that the panels are correct and he's twitching not... the toe box to make sure they're <laughs> soft and
0: It's not Jesus. even that. It's more the fact I've heard lots of things about this shoe, pros and cons. And I think one of the things that people have gone on about is, one, the shape, which I must admit, it it is very nice. But also how prominent that kind of back end is, because I know that was one thing that you said, like, in the images you didn't like the look of. But in hand, actually, it's not that prominent. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and obviously, kind of the Nike Air on the back, people were kind of complaining it looks a bit off because it's a bit smaller than normal, etc. But... Yeah, it's good. I mean, quality-wise, it's not—it's that proper felt suede. Like it's not like we've experienced with like good quality suedes and stuff. But that is what the OG was like. And where I remember get picking having a pair of the anniversary reds in office, which sounds mad to say that in this day yeah. and age. Um, and they were exactly the same. Um, so yeah, I think as a kind of a re-release of essentially the OG of OGs. I it's really good I'm yeah i'm really impressed um i'm hoping that they are as comfortable as people are making out as well because that was one thing i know we people were kind of a bit off but supposedly they are incredibly comfortable um, more comfortable than a normal air max because of the bubble and kind of the materials used so yeah i'm looking forward to getting them on feet but it's just a it's just such a good shoe like it's just the colorway i think that's the one thing with this i think if it had been like the blue pair I probably wouldn't have been that fussed but the fact it's the anniversary reds and i've just wanted a pair for so, for so long, long yeah um yeah certainly so shout out to size because these did disappear very quickly everywhere else and my sneakers app hated me that day and literally crashed every time i tried to process a payment um but it looked like everybody that wanted a pair most people yeah. got a pair. Seemed fair. Um, I
1: have seen a few um size cancellations. I've seen a couple of posts today saying size cancel yeah, my order, anyone couple, selling yeah. XYZ size. But it does seem to be the majority of people that wanted a pair got a pair. I still don't necessarily like it. I still cannot physically look past the back end of the shoe. I just really dislike the midsole, really like the ba- I really dislike the back of it. Um, But again, I know like so many people have had the conversations of, well, this was the original intention of the shoe. We've just been almost conditioned to a normal Air Max One. And I'm happy to say that I've been conditioned to a normal Air Max 1 and I prefer a normal Air Max 1. So I I do think it was a really, really important release. Uh, The fact that we have got this OG big bubble, I think so many Air Max collectors are going to be happy. Someone like yourself, Scott, that hasn't had an opportunity to have an Anniversary Red has now got an Anniversary Red. So I know it's slightly different, but you still have an Anniversary Red Air Max 1. But yeah, I, I was not tempted by this at all um sometimes i say that and then when it comes to release day i get a little bit fomo and um kind of think maybe i'll give it a try and yeah no it had zero interest um in the shoe but again so happy for the people that were really really excited because there were some very very happy bunnies over air max day uh for a number of reasons i mean while you're kind of i can see scott's frantically trying to get his shoes on on zoom <laughs> to see whether they are comfy um Seems like we had talking about Air Max Day, Scott. It seems like we had a little bit of a successful Air Max Day um, all around. It was the same as normal. If you were in a big city and you were able to attend an event, seemed like you had an absolutely amazing time. Um, People managed to get the shoes they wanted, which for a lot of people uh, was the OG big bubble. There didn't seem to be loads of shoes releasing on Air Max Day, but I think that's the. I think that's where. Nike does its best work on Air Max Day. People don't necessarily want loads of options; they just want one really, really good shoe to release. Let's—I like, think back to uh, 2020 when we saw the—was it 2020 or 2021? Sorry, with the um, uh, the Air Max 90 Bacon. Again, it, it was really just the bacon that came out right on that yeah. uh, on that year but it was a bloody good retro everyone wanted it and everyone seemed to get a pair obviously other than you um, <laughs> but I, I think that's where Nike do really really well um, it's it, Great, Some really, really good product, some cool events by the looks of it. Again, same old, same old. It was only in kind of the big cities, but Nike aren't going to do events. I think at this point now saying, oh, Nike should do events in, I don't know, Southampton. Like it just isn't going to happen, right? Like there's a reason why Nike go, uh, Nike does events in London. There's a reason why they do it in your Manchester's and your Liverpools and things like this. So um, yeah, overall seemed like it was a good day. I, as much as the, again the shoe wasn't for me. I saw a lot of people purchase the Cortez 95 on the Saturday on the shock drops, which again was quite cool. I know it wasn't Air Max day, but it kind of brought about a whole Air Max weekend. Some people were really really happy to that have was got that moment, shoe. Yeah, that,
0: that's something that I think when we look back on this year will be something that will be spoken about a lot. Yeah. I think I haven't seen excitement for a pair like that in a long time. Like yeah. people running around the streets trying to get pairs. And it wasn't um, just in
1: London as well. Like they had a drop earlier on yeah. in the week in um, America. And again, people were running down the streets in New York, weren't they? To try and get a pair over there in the States. Uh, I think whether you like this Cortez 95 pack or not whether the shoes are for you or not i think overall they can really really pat themselves on the back as a brand that they've smashed it the fact that the first one uh we had the crossbar challenge that they did as an activation that was really really cool we've then had kind of shock drop activations in the us shock drop kind of stash drops in london across air max weekend like you said there scott it does feel like For a UK brand to have such a big collaboration with Nike, to have these types of drops, I think that's really, really special. Whether you manage to get a pair or not, or whether you like the shoe or not, from an activation standpoint, I think they've had a real success. So I know everyone's going to be 50-50 when it comes to Air Max Day and Air Max Weekend. I think overall 2023 has been a success. We've had a great retro, some great activations, some great events for those that were lucky enough to attend. Um, so overall, I know I've gone a little bit of an Air Max Day rant there, but while you're uh, trying to work no, out I... whether your shoes are comfy, I thought I'd try and fill <laughs> the time.
0: No, I, I agree. I think we've kind of had this discussion now around Air Max Day and what we think about it. And I think I think expectations just have to be lowered at this point. I think we, we're expecting so much and it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, we want... We want products, but we want events, but we want events that aren't just in London because there's lots of people outside of London and we want all these things and it's just not possible. Um, And I think, yeah, I think we need to temper expectations for Air Max Day going forward because I think we've had good releases each year now um, that have been pretty accessible. Um, Like I say, Bacons, obviously these... Um, you know, we had Concepts Air Max drop last year as well. Um, I think there didn't seem to be a new... Well, there was. There's that Air Max Pulse, is it? Yeah. They were looking at... But that, I don't I don't even know if that released or not, if, if it's going to be, because that was kind of the new Air Max Day products push. And I actually don't mind the look of the shoe, funnily enough. But yeah, certainly um, I think temper expectations. I know we would like some stuff outside of London, but it's the way it is every year and it, it's that's just it um if you want to go i guess you've got to travel but yeah like I say, it, it was it was it was a day it happened yeah um and whether you got it or not i think people managed to get what they really wanted which was the shoe so
1: exactly cool. exactly um so overall scott seeing as i've managed to fill the time with a little bit of a, an air max day rant um your shoes comfy
0: they are comfy. the one thing I will say, <laughs> which is slightly concerning is they seem really long, oh. like I have got a lot of room at the end of my big toe in these, oh. but the problem is they're also quite narrow, so ah uh, so you don't want you don't want go went, half down if I went half size down, my feet wouldn't fit in width-wise. so maybe yeah um i yeah, there is quite a room they're not i mean they are comfy, but yeah, there is quite a lot of room at the end of that toe, so uh yeah we'll see we'll
1: see we'll see well I also managed to pick up a shoe this week Scott um, it wasn't expected uh, but uh, I did have some money off the back of selling uh, a pair of shoes that I'd bought earlier on this year uh, a few weeks ago I'd obviously bought the Tom Sachs GPS in the brown colourway and I uh, following on from the news that has seemed to have disappeared since the original article was kind of posted. I don't know whether we're going to get kind of an update at some point from Nike. But uh, following the news, I personally just didn't really feel comfortable owning the shoe. I know there's no sort of like right or wrong answer with it. I know some people are going to keep their shoes regardless of the outcome. Some people had sold even before I did. I sat on it for a week or so. and Should I sell them, should I keep them, etc. But it just, I went from... Wanting to wear the shoe every single day to the news breaking and just not feeling very comfortable owning the shoe anymore. So I managed to get rid of those, took a little bit of a hit on them um, on eBay. Uh, But that did, of course, mean that a little bit of money was coming through to the account. And I did manage to see on Instagram that uh, someone was selling a pair of size exclusive Nike air max 180s um, in the dusk colorway the kind of green purple black so managed to pick those up they arrived today um, we had a little bit of drama though scott because i bought them from a reputable uh, kind of second-hand resale uh, page on instagram and And uh, the original pictures that they posted on their Instagram were absolutely fantastic. The original video they sent me was absolutely fantastic. Um, Amazing service leading up to the sale. The shoes arrived today. Opened them out of the box for, oh my God, this is incredible. I've managed to get an absolute steal on these chucked them straight on foot, went outside, looked down at my feet, and there's fucking brown marks everywhere. You know one of those shoes where under like an a non-natural light, they look absolutely pristine, and the second the sunlight hits them, all of a sudden it exposes all sorts of nastiness. So uh, we are currently in the middle of uh, Project Jason Mark, where I have absolutely scrubbed the living daylights out of the shoe to try and make sure that I can salvage the shoe Shoe that I have purchased. I have contacted the uh, Instagram page and they have said, Look, give them a clean. If we can't kind of get rid of the marks, then we'll sort something out. So uh, I'm so happy to have the shoe. I'd be even happier if I managed to get these marks, even just toned down a little bit, because they are thick brown marks right across the toe box. And it's one of those things I don't mind a shoe being a little bit beat, but it's like a very obvious mark in a place where you don't really want a mark. So uh, we shall see. But, oh my God, one of the comfiest, talk about comfy shoes. I've said in previous episodes that the 180 is one of the comfiest shoes you'll ever put on your feet. And the 10 minutes that I had them on for, my feet were on clouds. So uh, yeah, very, very happy with the purchase. But we shall see whether or not the, uh, the marks can go.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you sent it through um it is a beautiful shoe um amazing it, yeah i'm a i'm a I'm a big fan of that um that version um of the shoe it's just the long haired suede and everything just yeah it looks really really nice so uh, yeah, the second they came up, I know you're a fan of the one eighty um, yeah it's
1: one of those shoes that like you know everyone has those like searches that every single week they go to on ebay like my searches every single week is Air Max 180. I also every single week search for the ALD New Balance 827s. Uh, Love that shoe and so annoyed that I didn't get it when it first came out. And it's just one of those things that like they never come up. Um, And there's a couple of other searches that I look for every single week. But again, the 180, the ones that I'm looking for is that size 180. Uh, and the C, uh, CDG 180s, like any of the any of the pairs from the CDG 180s, like they're like the four 180s that I really, really want. So I'm so happy that these came up as a really, really good price. But again, it's one of those annoying things that you have this expectation of a pickup in your head. It arrives. Finally, oh, we had this question a couple of weeks ago, Scott, didn't we? A shoe that you were really excited for. And it turns out and it's not as not like you uh, anticipated. This is exactly that. I was so excited for the shoe to arrive. It arrived this morning, took it out of the box and then as soon as it hit the daylight, I was like, oh, no, really? So, yeah, we shall see. The, the um, Mission, Jason Mark, we shall give an update on next week. But, uh, yeah, I think everyone listening, please, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed, because uh, I definitely want to, to be able to keep this Air Max 180 in the collection. Yeah, so uh, we shall see. Talking about questions, Scott, we shall move on to this week's question of the week, which is actually a question that we've gone back to revisit. First of all, thank you so much for everyone that actually submitted questions this week. Um, Again, every single time, Any questions that we aren't able to answer, we store and we come back and visit them a later date, which is exactly what we're doing this week. This was a question that was asked about three weeks ago that we thought, actually, we've wanted to answer it for the couple of weeks, but we haven't had an opportunity, so now's a good chance to to do so. Question is from at dinosaur underscore in underscore trainers, and they have asked, what would be your team shoe, the shoe that says doubled up podcast, something that you would both rock? Um, Scott, I feel like we've kind of answered this question in other alternative ways in previous episodes because we've told the story of how the podcast started. So for anyone that's new, you're going to kind of get a little bit of a summary. The Double Dot podcast started as a lockdown baby and the reason why... You and me started talking, Scott. Was because we both picked up the Hanami ZX 8000. It was one of those things we both posted it on our Instagram, and it was like, Oh my god, you like this shoe too? Yeah, oh, amazing, this is great. And that kind of led to us, yeah, friends, friends, yeah, Adidas friends. And that kind of led to us carrying on talking. Second lockdown came about. I said, Let's do a podcast. You stupidly said, Yeah, sure. Again, we've said this in previous episodes. I don't know who was more stupid. Me asking you to do a podcast when I didn't even know your name or you saying yes to doing a podcast with me, bearing in mind you didn't know my name. Um, So both of us pretty stupid, but hey, here we are two and a half years later nearly. Um, So I feel like some because we've told that story so many times, the Hanami ZX8000 has to be a shoe that is kind of almost unanimously a doubled up podcast shoe. It's a shoe that we both... Uh, still own a shoe that we both have quite sentimental attachment to now uh, I th- still think it's the, the best ZX that's ever been made I don't know if you think the same but um, definitely kind of up there but I wanted to, to think of some alternatives Scott because I think it's really easy for us to sit here and go ZX8000 Hanami so two other options that I've thought of as doubled up podcast uh, uh, kind of team shoes Mentioned it a second ago, Bacon 90. One of the first shoes, kind of uh, again, it was a shoe that both of us got and really, really, really liked. Bearing in mind we were in a, a little bit of a group chat with uh, the baddest bitch and Barry Ryan, uh, it was the Bacon Boys for a little while now. It's, it's no longer called the Bacon Boys, but I feel like that is definitely a, uh, a, a kind of shoe that is linked to us. And the fact that obviously when that shoe released, you didn't get it. And it was hilarious that almost everyone on the planet got that shoe apart from you. It became almost like a, a, a running joke on the podcast. So I feel like that shoe links to the two of us. But I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball out, Scott. I don't know if you would have thought of this one. Um, Dizagotic Project Alpha. And the reason why I would think that outside of the Hanami, that would be the doubled up podcast shoe is it's the first gift that we received from a guest. And as much as we don't do this podcast to get free shoes, if we did do this podcast to get free shoes, we'd be doing a really shit job because we don't get given free shoes. But it was the first guest that came on was an independent brand. We helped them in giving them advice on their UK release, essentially. And to say thank you, they both sent us a pair of the shoes, or uh, well, they sent us both, sorry, a pair of the shoes. And that shoe, no matter how beat up it ever gets, no matter if it ever comes out of style, that shoe will always have such a big sentimental attachment to me, or I'll have a sentimental attachment to that shoe because it was the first free pair of shoes that we were given as a collective for the doubled up podcast so i think outside of the obvious one the origin story shoe if i was doing like a home shoe and an away shoe the home shoe would be the uh, zx8000 the away shoe would be the dazagotic project alpha um what about you
0: yeah project alpha was the one that came to mind oh okay cool Um, on the same page also because same but different like yes, it, it 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 kind of fits. Um, you know, there was two pairs in the pack. You got one pair, I got the other. Um, and yeah, it kind of works. I think another shoe that we kind of we we have spoken about a lot, and maybe it's just because they're down there. Is like the yeah, Air Max One Anniversary Red. Yeah. is a pair that again is kind of unquestionably like whether it's unquestionably us, I don't know, but certainly you have a bit of history with it. I do. It's one of those shoes that we both kind of, yeah, somewhat um, had a relationship with, but never really got. But I think if there was a pair that we wore, um, yeah, it it would be between, for me anyway, I think it would be between a, the Project Alpha, um, certainly, or or something designed by lorenzo
1: yeah that could be a big one be
0: another one i think i don't whether the model is an air max or whether it's a zx um kind of eight thousand ten thousand whatever i I certainly think something with that og dusk fade on it just something like unquestionably lorenzo i think again it's somebody that we've kind of had the privilege of kind of working with and becoming good friends with. And it's just, I think they're the two really that I just kind of, whenever I think of this podcast now, they're the kind of the two brands in particular. Um And we've had some absolutely amazing, but yeah, they're the two that have just, I don't know. I think we've connected most with. Um And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if I was going to pick something that would, like I say, wasn't the Hanami, um, which I think is kind of everyone that has listened to this podcast for a while would would suggest um i think that would probably be it um yeah yeah i'd yeah i'd go project alpha i think i think that's the best bet i
1: like it i like it hanami or the project alpha well with that first of all we never normally agree with these questions so i I like the fact that we've just kind of come to a nice maybe you going away for the for a week to, to to the cult has brought you back uh much it changed me it's the cult changed, changed me man <laughs> <It's, it's... laughs> we have a harmonious podcast now where we agree on things um well with that we're going to move on to our first main segment of the podcast and that is shoes rounds uh, every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of shoes and give our thoughts and opinions this week it is me taking shoes round. so without further ado i'll pass over to me for shoes round Right, Scotty boy, so for last week, when you weren't here, of course, um, when we did shoes round we had an adidas story of beyonce and adidas parting ways and the reason why i wanted to talk about that story was because i didn't want to talk about a nike lawsuit Um, i feel like adidas heard me say that and they decided to get involved in the lawsuits the fucking idiots Uh, because the news story that we are talking about really is two stories that have happened this week and that is uh the kind of complaint from adidas against Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, Earlier on in the week, right at the beginning of last week, um, news articles reported that Adidas had filed a complaint to the United States Patent and Trademark Office um, calling for them to reject the Black Lives Matter application for a logo featuring three yellow parallel stripes. Um, Adidas, uh, their excuse for this was the fact that they thought that it would create confusion between, of course, the three stripes from Adidas and the three stripes used on the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation's trademark application. Um, Since then, funnily enough, Adidas have decided to withdraw their complaint. A source that is close to Adidas but was unnamed uh, reported that Adidas were worried that by filing this complaint it would be seen as an objection to the cause of Black Lives Matter. Um, Adidas have on day of recording not commented any further on this news story but it doesn't look good Scott does it? Um, Sometimes when I'm preparing for this podcast uh, Hannah will say oh what are you talking about this week on the podcast and I just simply said you never guess Dash tried to sue Black Lives Matter and she literally face to palm was like you've got to be fucking kidding me and it whoever decided that this was a good idea I'll like surely they don't have a job anymore because this is one of the most ludicrous stories I think we have ever reported on on this podcast um what's your take on everything here Scott
0: <laughs> I mean, when I first saw the story, um, I did wonder if we were going to speak about it, and because it was one of those that just, it was. I mean, the headline was Adidas Sues Black Lives Matter, and I was there like, "What?
1: How? What, what's going on? Yeah."
0: <laughs> um, and then I saw what it was, and obviously, it's to do with the three stripes logo, which I do understand because you know it's it's basically the same. Now, obviously, putting stripes together is you know a difficult one because you, you're putting stripes together like everybody has done that at some point in their life and you know this time obviously they've made it into their logo but it was one of those where initially I thought maybe this is just you know Adidas really just not wanting their brands to be political maybe it's just we really don't want whether it's positive or negative to be associated with a strong political movement because It will alienate some of your fan base. It's, you know, regardless. We know we've seen these things happen. People take it to the nth degree and get really extreme. Oh, you're supporting this, therefore I can't, whatever. However, one, like I said, silly. But two, yeah, I think someone obviously clearly clocks that, wait, it looks like we're suing, oh no, we are suing Black Lives Matter. Like, (laughs) whatever the original reasoning behind it was. It was never going to look good. Like I say, the first headline I saw was Adidas sues Black Lives Matter. Like that in itself is bad enough. And there's no lies in there either. Like it's not even as if they're twisting the truth. They were literally planning on suing Black Lives Matter. It's it's just laughable really.
1: Adidas needs to be careful really. Um, We have spoken a lot about Adidas in the last however many weeks in such a positive light consortium cup has been absolutely amazing we have absolutely loved it i will say that it has single-handedly revived my love for adidas i'm going back and looking at old zx pairs that a year and a half ago were on my constant talking about my ebay saved searches things like the bape uh, undefeated zx 5000 from years ago Like i've been looking at that for uh, this week for a couple of times it has revived my love for Adidas. The fact that the Samba is such a hit at the minute revived my love for Adidas. As much as I don't agree with the price, the Kif Clark's Samba collaboration, at this point, the best shoe that has released this year, minus minus the um the price of it. So Adidas have such an opportunity here to do good. And then they do something like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like for every one step forward Adidas take, there's two steps back. And I'm happy that they've taken this away because I don't care whether Black Lives Matter are putting three stripes together and it looks like it could potentially be an Adidas logo. Surely, Adidas can lean into it if that's the case. If if, if Adidas are getting loads of messages or phone calls saying, oh, are you the one selling the Black Lives Matter t-shirt? Why not support it? Do you know what I mean? Like, why not get involved with it? But um, I know, like you said, big corporations aren't always the first to side with these political movements. Whether that's right or wrong, or whether you agree with it or not, again, they have to try and protect the brands and stocks yeah, and, and, and shares and things like this. Exactly. So, um, yeah. but...
0: unfortunately, there's regardless of the cause, there's always two sides to it, yes, there, and exactly. they they are trying to appease all of them yeah but
1: uh... regardless who you're trying to appease the the the, what you do not do is start a lawsuit against (laughs) black lives matter it's just absolutely stupid but yeah they do need to be careful um they they did actually having a little look on footwear news they did actually fail in a another trademark case back in january scott where they tried to um present a Uh, Trademark against Tom Brown for a four-stripe design. Uh, And again, that was unsuccessful. Uh, And again, this one here, luckily they've withdrawn it before it was unsuccessful. But yeah, Um, overall, just a very silly, silly move from Adidas. And they should learn from their mistakes. Because between all of the things with Yay, the financial losses they've had with Ivy Park... All sorts of things like this. Uh, The last thing they want to do is start having any other negative press when they do have... The the, the goal is wide open for them to start scoring this year. So uh, just don't mess it up, Adidas. Don't be idiots. Yeah, Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, with that, we're out of news. Right, Scott, so we're straight out of the Shoes Round studio, straight back into the Doubled Up podcast studio, and we are moving on to our next segment, which is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking ahead at some of the upcoming releases that are happening this week. We pick a shoe that we like, aka a Double Up, a shoe that we dislike, a Double Down, and a sleeper pick, a shoe that we think is going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. Scott, you are taking Double Up, Double Down this week, so without further ado, I pass the baton over. to you for double up double down
0: thank you very much coming from the caves deep in the highlands of scotland come the double up double down for this week <laughs> and um yeah it's not massive amounts um releasing this week i think uh, the burnout from uh, Air Max Day is real, but there are a few kind of nice little pairs um, appearing. Um, The double up is a New Balance 990 v 3 releasing on the 7th of April. Bloody hell, we're in April already. Time flies. Um, Yeah, Time flies when you're locked in a cave. Um, But yeah. um,
1: You can't twist this story.
0: (laughs) You can't twist it. You joined a cult off
1: your own back You were not kidnapped and you were not locked in a cave.
0: That's exactly what a kidnapper would say. Um, (laughs) So, yes, New Balance. Anyway, New Balance, 990 v3, released on the 7th, £209. Um, This time, it is a predominantly green and it is a lovely shade, kind of lighter and kind of emerald green colours with a contrasting yellow N logo on the sides. Sail kind of midsole with blackout soul and kind of gray hits beautiful absolutely beautiful um i've seen a couple of people i think soul supplier had an early pair that they were kind of doing a um, little bit of a review on go and give them a look because in hand these looked amazing like the color green was just beautiful this may actually be one of my favorite colorways from this kind of whole teddy santis um in drop that's been going on um, for what seems like about five years at this point. But this colorway is different. It's beautiful. Don't have many green shoes. Um, be a very nice one to add in. But yeah, £209. It is on the more spending side of things. However, you know you're going to get a good shoe with New Balance. So yeah, for me, best release this week by uh, quite a way.
1: Yeah, you know that you're going to get quality, you know that you're going to get comfort. When I saw this, it was a shoe that I thought, have we spoken about this before? Uh, but actually it wasn't I think last year there was a similar kind of shoe Joker. It was, it was like black green and yellow wasn't it
0: and yeah they, they also did one that had like hits of like purple in it as yeah. well um, there's been a couple there's been a couple that are similar. close
1: uh, and this we see this pattern don't we with these kind of t- uh, Teddy Santis pairs they kind of bring lots of similar colours out all a kind of few weeks apart from one another mm-hmm. and they do you kind of see them all together and you go oh I see the inspiration here but yeah I love a green shoe I love I love the yellow against that green. It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a bloody lovely shoe, isn't it? It's just really, really nice. There is the V3 which you've picked here, Scott. The V1 also looks really, really good. Uh, so really, it's just pick whatever tickles your fancy, whether you prefer a V3 or a V1. But yeah, I think I I do I love that V3 midsole. Like it's just it's, 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 it's beautiful, beautiful looking shoe, yeah. isn't it?
0: I think this is one of the first times with the Teddy Santos, like majority of the times when the Teddy Santos drops have happened, and like I say, they've normally been across multiple models, whether it be V3, whether it be V2, V1, etc. You know, like I normally pick the V1 yeah. in these versions, but in this way, no, that, nine, that V3 is absolutely streets ahead. Um, not saying that the V1's bad, but that, yeah, this colorway really works on the V3. So uh, a very, very nice pair um for this week um double down it's a bit of a tough one this week it might be a bit controversial i guess but i'm going with the air jordan one um they're calling it well on sneakers it's multi but i think everyone's kind of referred to it as the skyline pair um a air jordan one high with kind of denim um seeming kind of overlays um, inspired by the classic kind of advert of Michael Jordan in his pose with the lovely Chicago skyline in the background. And they've essentially tried to transfer that skyline onto the Jordan with a fade with kind of very dusk tones, kind of you've got your purples and pinks and kind of like oranges and etc. Um, I'm very torn on this shoe. Um, I, every time I look at it, for some reason I don't really like it. Um, but, there is something about it that is appealing as well it's a bit of an odd one the box is amazing it might be the best jordan box they've done like it is a thing of beauty but um yeah there's a lot about this shoe that for some reason just doesn't really work and it might be that i've seen better people do better versions of this shoe (laughs) um I, I don't know, but yeah, for some reason, this really isn't hitting it for me. Um, and I don't think it's hitting it for a lot of people either. I think people have kind of gone, can I have by the box <laughs> and not the shoes? Like, is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I would agree with because the, the box is, uh, yeah, absolute masterstroke. But yeah, the shoe itself, I I don't think this has been executed as well. I, I think it's one of those things that in on paper, like in someone's head, this might have worked really well. And then in execution, it just hasn't quite translated.
1: Um, Scott, you, you you know, obviously from listening to the podcast last week and talking to me uh, outside of the podcast, that uh, I'm now a converted Jordan fan. Um, however, yeah. I haven't been this converted. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it is a mismatch shoe. You know what I think about mismatch. Unnecessary mismatch. I don't mind a mismatch, but tell me a story, right? like you could have quite easily made this a matching shoe with the skyline and it would have looked all right um out of the two shoes i do ever so slightly prefer the orange toe going into the black towards the uh, or the blue towards the rear of the shoe sorry um but i don't like it in reverse at all i also think this is one of those shoes that you see it in hand and it's going to look incredibly cheap we're obviously only seeing kind of product pictures which it still doesn't look good in a product picture and if it doesn't look good in a product picture you know there's no hope in hell in the kind of in hand pictures uh, or in hand kind of experience of course me saying that there are always shoes that look awful online and are much better in hand but i just don't see this one being uh, one of those no. shoes and i just think jordan right. are having a really really solid year this year why waste 170 pounds on this shoe just save the 170 pounds and buy something that is going to be a much better version of this shoe in a matter of a couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? There's a a new Jordan Mm. coming out every single week. So just save your money, buy something that's a bit nicer.
0: Yeah, I think compared to what they've released this year, this is certainly on the weaker side. I know they they kind of produce filler Jordans almost, just to kind of we're not going to release anything big for a while. Let's just kind of put a Jordan in there and you know, keep the ball rolling. I think this might be one of those, obviously an expensive filler at this point. Yeah. But I think the I think younger people might like these. I think you know it might be something a bit different than they wear. Um, probably quite easy to get hold of as well. But yeah, for me this is uh, a bit. Of bit of a no-no i agree it's a no Um, and then moving on to the sleeper pick um which is another new balance we're going back to new balance releasing on the not only is it a new balance Um, scott what
1: model is it oh it's a 580
0: Hey, we love Um, a 580 this was a bit of a came out of nowhere like doing this segment you kind of you trawl through all the release websites etc and try to find stuff that's genuinely confirmed to be releasing and sometimes that's a bit tricky especially if we're really like recording earlier in a week it's you know there's a lot of stuff that will appear very last yeah and that's Um, very much um, today we're
1: recording on a wednesday which is i mean sometimes recording on a thursday this is challenging enough but recording on a wednesday Uh, This is going to be one of those things that between now and Monday when this episode releases, we could have a whole new release catalogue by the time that happens. So yeah, sometimes it can be difficult, especially the sleeper pick.
0: Oh, 100% i mean the the puma times Rugi collaboration that's coming out that you know has only essentially been released uh, in the past kind of couple of days if you hadn't have picked that last week um i probably would have kind of caused problems because um, that is a beautiful shoe um but yes so we we have a, a new balance we have a 580 coming in at 119 pounds like i say 5th of april um Essentially, it's a multicoloured 580, which normally I would go, um, But for some reason, this kind of works. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, really, because it kind of has muted grey, um, kind of light grey, dark grey, kind of suede overlays around the toe box and the heel. Um, and then kind of really wide, bright pink mesh along the toe and the tongue with kind of a black overlay going up um, the laces, with a hit of a blue um, TPU panel on the side, and then a what looks like lime green midsole with a hit of orange at the front with a black outsole. Um, For any listeners that know, I'm colorblind. If I've got all those colors correct, Really. um the only um, thing i would
1: correct you with is the, the the pink that you quoted on the kind of toe and tongue is more of like a purple than it is a pink
0: but yeah it, it's, it's a in bit between of a, yeah it's a fuchsia, a fuchsia. Ooh, we'll i like fuchsia. that um um but yeah basically i've described this shoe and it sounds mental but weirdly it kind of works and i'm i'm digging it um i can see yeah i would be down for a pair of these um, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it.
1: I Honestly, at this point, the New Balance 580 is the current New Balance silhouette that people should be buying. I will say it week in and week out until people understand the message and it's very ironic coming from someone that doesn't own any 580s but trust me by the end of the year I will I just think that it fits the aesthetic perfect of the dad shoe vibe it is cheap it is good quality they are coming up with great colourways this is a really good consolation prize for anyone that wasn't able to pick up the Action Bronson 990 that wants a slightly more toned down version because it does have similar colors Scott you've got the bright blue in there you've got the bright green in there you've got the kind of purple hits in there as well but of course because it's got such a heavy reliance on the different colored grays it does really tone the shoe down it's also a really good consolation prize for anyone that missed out on the stray rats collaboration from last year again that is very similar very similar colorway but a much louder version this is for someone that wasn't able to to buy that that does want a slightly toned down version because of the bright vibrant nature of this shoe this is 1000% going to hit the sales if if a if a standard plush blue and white colorway can go in the sale this will go in the sale as well like this is someone's going to pick this up for 70 quid in six months time and they are going to love it so yeah I wholeheartedly agree with this as the sleeper pick and i know this sounds like a really weird thing to say scott but looking at the shoe from the top down so this is we've only seen this on the sns website at the minute um and if you look at it from the top down looks really fucking cool like because the tongue is so purple and the toe is so purple it just looks really really cool from that kind of top down angle uh yeah i'm a big 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 fan of this shoe so yeah as soon as you sent this through i was like hold the phone where is this great looking shoe
0: yeah i do think this could have been a collab pair. oh thousand percent easily. yeah no 100%. one would have even bought. Back- i i do think like if you get this pair in a couple of years time if you rock them there will be people going what are yeah. those um it, it very much has that vibe about it but yeah i do agree it will hit the sales um if it releases anywhere else it will be a sale pair i think all of them have been so far but um yes this is a sale pair i can get down with um but talking of sale pairs steal of, of the week oh yes so
1: we have a steal of the week and uh the steel of the week is actually from the size access early sale by the time this episode releases it might not be an early sale but as of day of recording this episode i have received as well as everyone else that owns the size app uh, a lovely email saying 50 percent off access members only sale and uh, as part of this sale scott a lovely pair of adidas stan smith Crep sole shoes are on that sale why am i picking this because of the fact that everyone is losing their marbles over the kiff clark's um samba collaboration but are also losing their marbles twice as bad at the fact that it costs 230 pounds scott you can pick up the stan smith Crep. um in a black and gum colorway for £85 on the size website. This shoe looks beautiful. Granted, it doesn't have the stripes. It is just a entirely black suede upper with the thick crepe gum sole still looks amazing and for anyone that wants that similar aesthetic to the Kif collaboration that can't afford the Kif collaboration um which is a lot of people in today's day and age i think this is a really 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 good substitute so yeah 100% the Crep stan smith is our steal of the week
0: yeah you could um buy a pair of these um and just get a sharpie draw <laughs> yeah. on your stripes if you wanted to save yourself about 160 quid why not um yeah i mean yeah it, when you sent it through i was like ooh well that's an interesting alternative and then you literally sent through as an alternative I was like yeah literally the second i saw it um i it, it's yeah it weirdly um that crepe outsole just works so good um,
1: so good i
0: think i think it i think it works better on the samba than it, yeah, does, it for does stan smith But certainly it is bizarre that putting that thick crepe outsole that you would associate really with a Clark shoe, putting it on these Adidas silhouettes is working. (laughs) So yeah, 85 quid, bargain. Bargain.
1: Bargain. Uh, Well, Scott, that does move us into our final segment of the episode and that is the Doubled Up podcast, Triple Up. Right, Scotty boy, don't fuck this up because CAF managed to bring you to 500 last week.
0: <laughs> I know, this This is, this is has kind of put more pressure on the fact that CAF basically did it so nonchalantly that, um, in all fairness, I was playing along at home, as uh, all listeners should, and in my head I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I got this, and I did it, and um, yeah, I got it right Yay. as well, so I mean, we're, we're, we're there. We're, we're there. there i, I remember i remember that year for me.
1: well uh i tell you what for anyone that is new to the podcast again why do i wait every single time until the triple up segment to say welcome where it's the final five to ten minutes of the episode but welcome thank you for listening um seconds every single week i present scott with three shoes and a question or challenge connected to those shoes scott then is given 30 seconds to uh think about what his answer is going to be and immediately after the 30 seconds has to present me with his answer scott is currently five and five we've been doing this for 10 weeks now which is mad i feel like i've just introduced this segment to the podcast so you are five and five scott are you ready this week Yeah. Well, seeing as I kind of liked last week's, I have just changed it ever so slightly. The shoes that you have this week, the Trophy Room Air Jordan 1 High, the Fragment Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 High and the Off-White Air Jordan 2 Low. The question for you, Scott, is based on the complex sneaker of the year list for 2021, rank these shoes from lowest to highest on that list. Your time starts now.
0: Lowest to highest. So we had Trophy Room, Jordan 2 and Fragments. Um... Jordan Two's top of that list because people went mad for it because of what it did. So Jordan is definitely top, and then it's between the Fragment and the Trophy Room. Knowing complex and how much the history they put behind pairs, I'm gonna go Fragment. So, so I'm gonna go Jordan Two top. So are we got if we got okay if we're going from There's if we're ranking
1: anyway. So yeah, all
0: right, fine. If we're ranking from upwards, I'm putting Trophy Room bottom. Fragment second, and then Off-White 2 top.
1: i tell you what, Scott. You are six and five, my friend. I feel like these questions are too easy. I'm going to have to start moving away from the complex sneaker of the year list. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So if we're looking at these in order, the highest shoe on this list was the Off-White Air Jordan 2 low, which was second on their list. So their shoe of the year for 2021, which I forgot this, to be perfectly honest. As soon as these lists come out, I kind of ignore them. Um, the number one shoe was the Air Am Jordan 3. Number two was the Off-White Air Jordan 2 Low. All right. Um, we then going down to number four, Fragment, Travis Scott, Air Jordan 1. And then down to six, Trophy Room, Air Jordan 1 High um the trophy room is always a little bit funny because of course it didn't really have like a proper release there was lots of con- uh, controversy about the potential backdooring and-, and things like this but again because of the it seems like one of those shoes that someone like complex would like unnecessarily put really high like a dior jordan yeah. one or yeah. like uh louis vuitton air force one or something like that Do you know what i mean like it seems like one of those shoes that is like so unobtainable that it would somehow <laughs> yeah. find its well way really high up in the list
0: if you'd have picked other shoes, like I just—it's the way they always speak about the history of pairs. So, like with Fragment, it was always going to be up there. And I remember them having the debate between the kind of the the low and the high, and which one was better. Um, and then obviously went back to history and kind of all the colourways, etc. But then also, yeah, that that off white too. I mean, as much as I didn't really appreciate it, um, I think yeah, there there was a lot of people raving about. I really like it. I think it's um, amazing. Of that shoe. I, I must admit, I think the more I see it, the more I like it. But I don't think I fully appreciate just what has gone into that shoe and the design, etc. behind it. But certainly, um, yeah, I know those guys were very high on it. So Yeah. I, yeah. Sp- I, I,
1: I, I did this last week when I was doing this with CAF, listing some of the other shoes that released that year. And I can't work out whether this was a really stacked year or whether it wasn't. And I feel like at the time, a lot of people saw 2021 as like way better than 2020. But having done this now for 2020 and 2021, I'm not entirely sure. Um, again, going from like bottom to top, uh, number 10, we had the Protection Pack 2002R, the original colourway. colorway, uh, the Air Jordan 11 Cool Gray, the Yeezy 450 Gyoza, the CDG Foam Posit, great shoe, especially in the white colourway. Uh, the Trophy room Air Jordan 1, the Joe Fresh Goods 990 V3, the Travis High, the Off White Dunk Low, the 50 then the two, and then the Amandier three at the top spot. So I don't know. I feel like 2020 was stacked. Um, again, this is really almost like a debate for another podcast. What year out of the recent years was <laughs> was kind of better. But yeah, it was interesting seeing both of these lists side by side. Um, what is like kind of now seen as a much stronger year. I do think that looking back in 2021 I was so high on 2021 and actually looking back I do think 2020 was maybe a slightly stronger year but again it's all subjective yeah. in it. Some I people think... are going to prefer 21 some people prefer 20 and vice versa.
0: Yeah. I think these lists is it's an odd one because obviously we do them in the moment and we people talk about their shoes of the year for this year and obviously we get sucked into things and you know it, There will be pairs that we're like, oh, this was amazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think these lists are even better going back
1: and almost
0: seeing how how they've stood the test of time. Because I think if you look at that... um, that list there protection pack i don't think people hold that shoe as in high regard as it used to because of what's happened the gyoza jesus christ i mean the, the fact that even touched the list i'm not quite sure why no um, they always but, like
1: to give like a token yeezy and they always end up giving like the new yeezy of the year don't they it's always like that oh this is really innovative from Kanye, yeah. so we'll throw it in the sneaker of the year list. Yeah. like and i think
0: you know we we looked we um you know to celebrate our kind of um, anniversary we did obviously look back at 2020 um and kind of the shoes that came up then and there were pairs that we were like actually we these have aged really well and these are actually better than these but obviously in the moment you kind of there's recency bias yeah. and everything. off-white um, jordan
1: 4 prime example we thought at the time that was like the most untouchable jordan that can ever be created and now i look back at that shoe and just think i, I yeah, really I, don't like that shoe <laughs> again I think- we spoke about this before
0: yeah, as I said, like, I I still like that, but I think as a whole, people now look at other pairs more favourably than that shoe. Um, it's just interesting how like time progresses and how people look at things. So yeah, these years of the list or yeah, list of the years are almost better as time goes on than they are in the moment because I think in the moment half the time they're full of shit.
1: But we also do this with everything, right? Like you look back at maybe like a, I don't know, you go up in the loft and you see an old DVD collection and you're like, oh, I remember watching like, you kind of anything or looking back through old PlayStation games or something like that. Like you look back at these things that at the time, maybe you didn't necessarily appreciate. And now you're like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Again, we say it time and time again, nostalgia sells and I know it's difficult to be nostalgic of something that was only three years ago but uh it's still there are still fond memories still fond memories um well I tell you what Scott well done you are six and five let's see if we can keep this win streak moving forward next week I will not be doing another sneaker of the year list because 2022 was only last year so I feel like you could probably list that off to me without even a prompt so uh yeah we shan't be uh carrying on with the complex sneaker of the year I'll make it a little bit more challenging for you next week um, with that I would like to say though thank you for listening to the Double dot po- uh, Podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a 5 star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at Double Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Double Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page you can find me Matt at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram Scott tell the listeners where they can find you you can follow me at underscore sneaker teacher catch you next time guys goodbye I'll call you the new
0: There might be cultural appropriation.